Well, that was an unusual soundtrack that time. But <laughs> what? Was it was like. And on that note, welcome back to another episode of Controllers and Couches. I'm one part of the duo, Full Metal Chicken. And I'm Steph. Fafa. And what you just heard was an <laughs> air pocket in the uh, the teapot. Um, <laughs> so we hope. Yeah, so I, just some minor nuclear fission, but you know, apart from that. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 44. Yes, 44. It doesn't matter which way you look at it, it's 44. Um, as always, if you're after a specific segment of the podcast, um, please refer to the description yes. for the timestamps. Yes, because we um, love descriptiones. For everyone else, let's jump right into life updates. Hit um, me with it. With a Sambo chip. Uh, let's see. You voluntarily maxed out um, Call of Duty. Oh, we knew this... Yeah, still, ago. I still haven't got. I there haven't yet. played. You asked me to play for you. I played it now for you. <laughs> yeah, it got me two levels. Yay! <laughs> In less than I think forty-five minutes. To yeah, be that's honest. how shit I am. Um, mm. and I think I played one or two nights with the Fronds, and I haven't. Yeah. Since so, I've had an off week. Yeah, I've had an off week too. I've been reading. I've just been editing, gaming, um, putting my feet up. Literally. That's an extra neighbor's dogs. I promise we don't have someone held hostage yeah. in the house. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I haven't really been up to much. Not much at all. Nope. Okay. No. Okay, dokey. Okay, dokey. It's just, you know, hearing everyone else and what they're doing, it's sort of like, I'm literally doing nothing. I mean. I think that's the whole point of this quarantine, to be honest. But also, too, just looking at different kinds of tech that is coming out. So. I've been looking at some of the setups that some other streamers and podcasters have got. Oh, added. we do have an update, you liar. Yeah. Um, we got text or emailed by our new NBN provider because our area is finally getting NBN, right? Yeah. And so we were technically supposed to be connected yesterday. Yeah. Being Friday the 15th. Um, that didn't happen so they finally sent the apparently on the other side of a hedge on the street is our connection but we don't have the equipment and then you're gonna say oh well why don't you just buy the equipment oh we went we went we looked um so we're just waiting for the people that we're connected with to send it to us because apparently it's coming monday express um because everything's just sold Everything's yep. gone. Apparently, everyone is Twitch streaming. Everyone has bought all the Nintendo Switches. Yep. Um, everyone's podcasting and getting podcast equipment for their streaming. And so I decided yesterday, as soon as... I don't know why, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a Twitch, bro. <laughs> Which is a good thing because, you know, at the moment, I already occasionally Twitch, so I've got it down pat. That's not what we meant. We meant the got a, streaming video games. I've got a mate at work who's a semi-pro um, yeah, PUBG and you're going to ask him how yeah. what his setup is. Um, and also, just in case anyone is you know interested in watching semi-pro Aussie um, gamers, uh, look up a um, gaming team called Enthrall. Um, he plays with them. So, uh, yeah. Just a, like, you know, a fledgling... Do you, does he have a social media handle that yeah. we can plug? Um, can you I'll ask him it. for it? Yep, and, we'll then, and ask him if he feels comfortable with it. Yeah. And I think it's all through Enthrall. Yeah. So, um, ask him if he feels comfortable with it, and we'll put it down below. Um, yeah. So, yeet. Um, that's pretty much... 
kind of it. I'm really excited to have NBN because anything has to be better than 0.5 meg per second. Oh yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, how many days is it before the next season? Um, battle season. Battle like 18 pass. days or something. That's so long. I'll probably be back at work before Yeah. that 18 days rolls over. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see what comes out. If you hear, apparently, um, they came out and said, oh, this is the most successful Call of Duty ever. And it's like, well, no shit, dickheads. Everyone's at home on quarantine or yeah. self-isolation. What were you thinking was going to happen? Yeah, all that home time makes, you know, boredom go by. Yeah. But, um, um, no, it's it's good because also, too, there's all these, I mean, obviously not being in America, being in Australia, there's a lot more weirder stuff that we can actually talk about. Um, you guys are dealing with a... You know, a bit of a crisis if you're just in America. Just a bit. Just, just a bit. So, um, yeah, good luck with that. You know, you guys need the uh, support. So. All right, quiz time. Quiz time. Um, in celebration of Midnight Sun and me kind of kicking my reading slump, I found this book quiz poll and it says you can only pick one book for every category and i'm sorry but it's kind of impossible um so as always it'll be linked down below but the idea is they give you six covers and you have to choose one out of those six cool beans and you can only choose one all right yep so young adult um but obviously young adult means you can read it at any age but whatever there's perks of being a wallflower the fault in our stars the hate you give the book thief if I stay to all the boys I've loved before. Um, I'm going to go for to all the boys. I'm going to go for the book thief. Okay. Uh, apparently the highest was perks of being a wallflower. Lowest was if I stay, which is actually fair enough. Okay. Um, the books were better series, being Twilight, Harry Potter, Princess Diaries, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Hunger Games. Um, Lord of the Rings. You know, I'm really happy with how Twilight was. Game of Thrones, in reading the books, there's actually not that much difference. It's all just boring filler. Anyway, no disrespect. Yeah. But I think I'm going to go... But Harry Potter is ruined for me. I think... Were the... I've never read The Lord of the Rings, so I have to go for something I've read. Yeah. I'm going Game of Thrones for the sake of it. Okay, it looks like 54% of people said Harry Potter. All right, your turn. Ooh, school reads. We have uh, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. We have... To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, uh, The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens, George Orwell, 1948, and The Outsiders by S.E. 1984, but okay. Yeah, 1984. Uh, I didn't have to read any of these, so I'm going to choose To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm, see, I've got to toss up between 1948. 1984. <laughs> 1984. Um, or great expectations, um, but then again, To Kill a Mockingbird is really, really good because everyone's crazy. Um, I'm gonna go 1984 because it, you know, is a little more. 31 percent of the voters, which is 54.6k votes, was that it was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. Last was Great Expectations. Okay. No Fear Shakespeare. Oh, this one's gonna be tough. Yeah. Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, Othello. A Midsummer Night's Dream, Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew! Uh, oh, yeah. I'm torn between Hamlet and Othello. Um, 
Um, I'm gonna have to go Hamlet. Macbeth is good though. Macbeth is good, but also. Yeah, maybe go Hamlet. Yeah, I think we'll go Hamlet. They're in the median at fifteen percent, thirty-five percent. Yes, Romeo and Juliet. Hmm. All right. Oh. Children's books for the old oh, side. No. Okay, Anne of Green Gables by Ellen Montgomery. Uh, a Winkle, a Winkle, a Winkle in Time by Madeleine Langlais. Langlais. Uh, Alison, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Charlotte's Web by E. B. White. The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint Esprit. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. Oh, jeez. I love me a good spider called Charlotte. Yeah. Um. Like, Anne of Green Gables is great, but there's something about Charlotte's Web yeah. where it hits home. And I think it was the first, like, tearjerker book I ever read. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, nail Biters. We've got... You'll go. Uh, there is Gone Girl. The Da Vinci Code, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Girl on the Train, Helter Skelter, The True Story of the Manson Murders, and In Cold Blood. I'm going to go for Gone Girl. Um, I'm going to go Da Vinci Code. Remember when I was reading Gone Girl? Yeah. And then I, we watched the movie. I played the movie for you and you're like, this is not what I was expecting. And you got a bit freaked out. Yeah. Who you going for? Um, okay, we've got Romance. Ooh la la. Um, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. Not what you find at Bunnings. The Wedding Day. This is by- you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the- can you tell that story if it's not too much? <laughs> okay, so essentially what happened was someone came into work asking for Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and this is before you knew. What- I didn't know what it was at that point. I literally thought she was after paint. So I sent her to Bunnings. So she went to Bunnings and then she came back and told me I was an idiot and that it was a book. And I'm like, well, you know, you, you didn't specify. I thought you were after paint. And then, you know, he's like, she was called you a stupid men, like you fucking yeah. dickhead and just walked off. And I'm like, um, the other options are red, white, royal blue or the kiss quotient. I'm going to go for Pride and Prejudice yeah, Pride because and Prejudice. I'm not the biggest fan of that book by Nick Sparks. Okie dokie. Then we've got the classics. So we have Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Charlotte Bronte, Michael. Charlotte Bronte. Properly. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. The Odyssey by Homer. Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Ooh. None of these are my favourite classic, but can I tell you? Oh, sure, go for it. Go, you talk what you're going to say. No, 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 you go. No, tell me. No, I was just going to say, ooh, hard choice. I'm going to go for Jane Eyre. Um, Also, I remember back in primary school, I found, like, the library had a copy of Frankenstein, and I wanted to read it because, you know, everyone spoke about how good this book was, and obviously being less than eight years old, maybe five, six years old, that was probably... No, I would have been eight or nine, something like that. And my dad was like... Uh, only dickheads read these books. You're not crazy. It's going to make you crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> but it's a toss-up between Moby Dick and Frankenstein. Your choice, Finn. <sighs> Frankenstein is a good book, and I'm a mad scientist, so I'm going Frankenstein. Jane Eyre was 27%. Frankenstein was 23%. So we did good, Finn. 
So in a fantasy world far, far away, there's American Gods, Kindred, Ancillary Justice, The War of the Worlds, June, or The Left Hand of Darkness. I have not read any of these. War of the Worlds and June. June is very complex. I would say War of the Worlds because I did enjoy that movie, minus. It's not exactly toe-to-toe with the book. But, like, for instance... War of the Worlds, when it came up, it is high-end um, so you know, writing. And essentially, when it came out originally, they did a audio play on it. And it was so realistic, people at the time thought they were, in fact, being invaded. And there were people who, unfortunately, you know, panicked. Oh, no. and, yeah, It was so realistic. So um, that's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, but... They've done a few remakes of it, but the original one, the soundtrack, far out. That is a very, very good read. Okay. Scream, Kings and Queens. We have Dracula, uh, House of Leaves, The Shining, The Haunting of Hill House, Something Wicked This Way Comes, or The Exorcist. All right, so here's the thing. All of these I want to read. (laughs) All these are so good. I've read The Shining and I've read Dracula. I've watched The Exorcist. Haunting of Hill House, the TV show, is yeah. completely different because it's a modernisation yeah. of the classic. Um, I've always wanted to read Something Wicked This Way Comes, so I'm going to have to choose that one. I'm going to have to choose The Shining. You would be in the lead with 37% of voters. Um, mine was 7%. Oh, this is the hardest one. Picture books, okay, <laughs> words are hard sometimes. This is me after I get home from work. So, first one we have Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sednak, The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carl, Goodnight Moon by Margaret Wise Brown, A Bad Case of Stripes by David Shannon, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein, The Cat in the Hat by Dr. Seuss. Now, I'm going to have to go for The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yep, yeah, it holds a special place. It's a very hungry caterpillar. It's just... It's OP. That, so I'm saddened that Possum Magic isn't there. Yeah. But you can tell this is American. Yeah. So twenty, a so quarter of voters said the very hungry caterpillar. Yeah. And then it was Cat in the Hat at 21. Yeah. And then Where the Wild Things Are, 20%, which is fair enough. Alrighty, hoity, 20. That's pretty much it for the quiz. Woo. Yeet. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, not bad. Um, anything else you want to cover before we get into our weekly news? Um, no, it's just one thing I noticed. I um, no, goes into a story. So yes, there is something I'd like to yes, cover. Yes, not I'd like to uh, cover. no, and then just continue been looking at fuel prices since everything is like people starting to go back um, to work and everything. Fuel prices obviously going up, but the jump from like forty cents to fifty cents between some service stations make you realize, hang on a second, something else is going on here. I understand there's no real high demand at the moment for fuel. So you look at it and kind of go, okay, economically, they want to make money back. Obviously, you've got 6 million people that are, you know, on the the um, job seeker. No, is it job seeker? Job keeper. Job, job keeper, seeker. that's it. Job keeper. Um, so, which is a good concept. Um, but it's weird seeing what people are buying. Just going at, like, seeing in store what people are buying as to what they were two, three, four, five months ago, you could literally graph it and go, well, these are the... You'd think, okay, people, key things we need are toilet paper, blah, 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 uh, cereal, 
you know. But he hasn't stopped. No. Like we went shopping to get our essentials Tuesday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, and we went later in the afternoon. I want to say between three forty and four thirty. Yep. Um, and there was a woman there, and she cleared out this whole line, like product line of antibacterial hand washing soap. The whole lot. And I looked at her, and I was I double checked with you before I embarrassed myself, and I was like, they did lift the bands, didn't yeah. they? Because there's normally papers printed out yep. saying uh, max limit, whatever, yeah. one or two per customer. And then you said, yeah, they've been lifted. And so I just gave her the biggest greasy the whole time. Yeah, and she, but she filled up everything. And, and that was the only product she came in to buy, so... It was scary. I mean, we went in there for, like, vegetables, I don't know, fruit. No, we bought a bag of potatoes. We bought cream because I wanted to make scalp potatoes that night. We got a bag of cheese because this new two kilo bag of cheese thing came in shed- shredded cheese. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, that'd be nice. Means we don't have to buy, you know. Yeah, bits and shrubs because it turned out to be like $10 cheaper compared to the way we'd buy yeah. it with our normal it's bags. It's like normally like, what, seven forty five for, yeah. you know, about 450 grams. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So we gave that a crack. Um, I think we also got a head of broccoli. Yep. Um... Imagine if they brought out like a two kilogram bag of potato chips. They have that. They used to do that. Yeah, it was called party size. Party size. Now it's only like three thirty grams. Stupid. What do you but, do? Um, yeah, and also too. Um, online shopping. Online shopping. I got my Lego. Yay! I am really shitty because you ordered something on a Friday. It got here on a Wednesday. Yeah. I have shit that I ordered a literal month ago that is still stuck in the post office in Queensland. Yeah. From the bookstore. Oh, and um, I suppose just the, uh, in case people were wondering, um, it was the, the Star Wars A-Wing Starfighter. Um, USC. USC. And it's not knockoff. And you got it on May 4th. May 4th so. so the reason why I got it on May 4th too was they had a double VIP event. So you got double points. Um, for it but obviously the UCS kits I'm just honestly the whole reason why I started up and you know started getting the knockoff stuff was because it is so damn hard to get to get stuff. because people will go in and they, they will buy, buy it, it out and then they will sell it back to you at five times the price pointy case I can I talk about yeah, my done painting thing absolutely so you bought me about a year ago a big massive like nearly three meter wide yeah. diamond painting kit but because this table is currently my office yeah i can't be stuffed Taking packing it, it yeah. away only for like 40 minutes worth of diamond painting and then having to reset the table up right yeah. so i thought oh i'll just get a tiny one that i can just clear a small portion of the table over and so i bought it through i want to make it known i bought it through ebay yeah I had to pay $8 for shipping. Yep. They hand-delivered it, mailed it to me three days late. Yep. It wasn't a courier. It was a person. It was an Uber. A freaking Uber. Now, here's the thing. There was an actual uh, media release by Australia Post saying that they'd... You know, had an influx of employees. Employees in the form of contractors. So 
you've got a lot of people driving around in thrifty vans now. People are renting thrifty vans yeah. to deliver packages. Which is very interesting, to be honest. Exactly. And not only that, it came in an Amazon sleeve. Yeah. Even though I bought it and the whole thank you note and the payment slip that they put in your package. Yeah. Um, it was all Amazon decked out. And I'm like, I don't understand because I didn't know what it was because I hadn't ordered from Amazon. No. Um, and so I was kind of a bit lost. And then I opened it. Because my biggest fear is you're going to open someone else's mail even though it's technically your name on the package. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's, it's weird because... Honestly, I'm not having to go Uber drivers, no, but what I'm all. saying is... It's you, a, the seller. You look Why the, ask someone to pay eight extra. bucks shipping if you don't ship it in the time frame it takes for the person exactly. to need to get it, if that makes sense? This is the, so what I'm basically saying is I had to pay for express shipping to get this one particular item, right? That's the only way the seller would sell it to me. That's how they put the um, item online. Yeah. And it was supposed to come within 48 hours, like 48 hours being 48 business days, like 48 hour worth of business days to get here. But it never came. And I thought, you know what, that's fair enough. But it didn't even go through Uber or OzPost. No. That's the thing. So why am I paying for a, a, a network that it didn't even go through? Yeah, someone just literally rocked up and... Does that make sense? Like, why did I pay through OzPost if it didn't come through OzPost? It's just weird. I don't know. But anyway, you do what you got to do. Now, is there anything else before we dive into today's news? Um, no, someone was... No, continues on. No, there's nothing I want to say. No. It continues on with his story. What's your story? Well, the story is we went out and we were looking at making a bourguignon. So essentially, we decided this time around, like... We... Michael was not going to be heavy-handed with the herbs and the bullshit. No, so literally, I followed a recipe. And I had a really nice... We put in a, a Pepper Jack uh, Shiraz. Um, and it worked really, really well. Like, really nice. You know, what we've just... Michael's come... cooking is what we very affectionately refer to as slop. Yes, very a, good slop. because it looks like slop. But and it's tasty. And B, because he makes a mess and slops stuff everywhere. everywhere. Yep. And then he uses literally one of every piece of... Equipment. Equipment, plates, yep. bottle, cutlery, crockery, everything. And then he just leaves it there on the guise of, oh, I will do it later. Mm-hmm. But Michael's later is four hours later, yep. and I can't live with that. Because the thing is, once you carb load with um, like a bulk, you, you need to sleep. Um, <laughs> but we've got to say, like, the quote is like, this is one of the best things you've made. <laughs> yeah. It was like restaurant quality. Because another bad thing that Michael does is he thinks that, oh, to put herbs, you have to put half the fucking yeah. plant in the pot. Exactly. Which you don't need to do, Michael. Yeah. You take one or two tiny little sprigs and that's fair enough. So we reeled him in and it was actually edible, dare I say. Yeah. Enjoyable, dare I say. So, uh, no, that was good. All right. Now you're done? Yeah, I'm done now. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, we're a little late on this news because it's been sitting here waiting for Sir to yeah. want to record this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but three Russian doctors treating the coronavirus have recently fallen from windows. Yeah. Um, apparently there was a female doctor that fell from a two-story window. There was one that fell from a six-story window and another one that fell from a fifth-story window. 
The one who fell from the second story window is, was... I don't know if they're still alive, but they're under... Yeah, in critical and under guard. Uh, because apparently they were speaking out about how their workplaces didn't have appropriate uh, personal protective equipment. Yeah. Um, and then so the conspiracy, well, the theory is um, that they were pushed. <coughs> KGB. You know, so... Whee! Um, and there's something I wanted to cover in the last podcast that I forgot... You brought up Nicolas Cage and you were like, oh, how come Nicolas Cage isn't going to be in more movies? Guess what? He's going to star as Joe Exotic in the Tiger King movie. What? Yep. 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 Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, that's... Oh! Well, on the bright side, I suppose, at least he didn't star as Superman. You know the guy that uh, we were watching... Osmosis Jones. Yep. You know the guy who got the dad the zookeeper job? Uh-huh. The friend? Bill Murray. Not oh, the, the friend. Yes, yeah, friend. Yeah, Bill Murray's yeah, yeah. friend. I wanted him to play the zookeeper of Joe Exotic. Oh, they look exactly, exactly the, the same. same. Exactly. His mate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The uncle. Yeah, the uncle. Exactly the same. Oh, jeez. That's going to be bad. That's going to be Alright, um, last story we could, I guess, supposedly quickly cover is apparently a giant piece of one of the Chinese, um, you know how there's, like, unsecured de- debris floating around in space? Apparently the remains of a giant segment of a Chinese-built rocket crash-landed in the Antarctic Atlantic Ocean, sorry, um, this week. It was completely uncontrolled. They thought that it was going to hit at, like, five, con- con- uh, it could hit any point in five continents at the time that they calculated it but they're very lucky with uh where it fell apparently it's the most significant descent of a piece of human-made space debris in decades um apparently the core stage of a chinese long march 5b or cz5b rocket um it was successfully launched on the 5th of may and spent several days in orbit as per its mission but before it was able to re-enter earth's atmosphere and obviously control fall to earth um, it splashed down in ocean waters off the west coast of um, Mauritiana in northwest Africa. Um, and then the descent was obviously eventually confirmed by the 18th Space Control Squadron, which is a unit of the US Air Force. And see, the other thing is with these Chinese rockets that have been, you know, going up, what they've been doing is, well, obviously when other countries test their spacecraft, they do it over non-populated areas and they splash down in, you know, open water. However, what some of these... Well, they were saying, oh, shit, it's going to crash smack bang in LA. It can smash crash bang in Houston, Texas. They were fearful that it was going to hit Sydney. They're like, oh, my God, what happens if it hits um, North Korea and they take it as an act of war? War. And there was a ton of stuff happening. But essentially, we're talking about not something that's like a a piece of plastic, a tiny piece of plastic. This was 17.8 tonnes. And that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. So that we're talking about something very... It might as well be a... Um, that, that would wreck your day. Yeah. Like, seriously, wreck your day. Might as well be a meteor. Yeah. When you think about it. And, I mean, they had one where it fell on a residential area. That's happened before. Mm. Um, so I think quality of life not exactly in the best regards. Testing, oh, we want to get into space, quick, smart... Now America wants to send, you know, 
personnel up onto the moon. Space Force. Space Force. Didn't start mining on the moon, didn't yeah. you? Did you hear that? Yeah. So uh, that's going to be interesting. All right. Anything else you want to say? All good. All good. All right. So today's topic, can you guess what it is? Um, Without looking, what do you think we're going for today? What's the vibe? What vibe are you feeling? Hmm. Let's see. Well, considering we have Corona time. Going oh, on you cheated. Whatever. I feel like it's. <laughs> about... You cheated. No, right. no, 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 no. So today's no, no. topic is another epidemic, and we're going to be talking about the plague of Athens. Uh, Athenian plagues. Love them. Well, yeah. Well, have you heard anything about it? No. All right. Anything else you want to? Do you want to make any hypotheses? Well, I reckon that essentially big plague. I reckon maybe something to do with rats. Okay. Or insects have gone through and, yeah, plagued Athens. Give me a timeline. I'm going to say... Without looking at the computer. Uh, um, let's see, let's see. Any time this century. Oh, okay. This century? Okay. No, I'm saying you with your answer. <laughs> 140 BC. Okay. All right. Um, so, although the epidemic is known as the Plague of Athens, it's believed to have spread out throughout the rest of Greece to Libya, Ethiopia, and Egypt. And I know in the past, especially when we covered the um, seven ancient wonders, um, we know that this is a massive trade route, especially during ancient times. So, this is one of the, the most densely populated regions of the globe. Uh, so, the death toll was estimated to... How many people do you reckon? I reckon, what, 500,000? Okay. Um, the death toll was estimated to be between 75,000 and 100,000 people. Mm, okay. Um, and then so I was like, oh, okay, that's a fair amount of people regardless. Yeah, that is. But we know that the population would have been significantly smaller back then. Absolutely. And so then in my head I was like, I wonder what percentage of the population that would be. Um, so... Because we're talking about between 429 and 426 BC. Uh, the closest BC time point that I could get was um, 200. And uh, McEvity and Jones in 1978, they estimated that there would have been approximately 150 million people globally at that point in time. So I did some quick math. And we're talking an estimation of either 0.05% or 0.067% of people of the world's population, um, depending on what the actual death toll is, obviously. So, uh, interestingly, you can imagine the exact identity of the agent was not known, although scientists hypothesized that it could have either been typhus, typhoid fever, or viral hemorrhagic fever. Sounds like a bad game, or, and, you know, a beta version of Pandemic. <laughs> We're the beta version um, so just in case you're not familiar and no disrespect to anyone, uh, typhus is the very nice name given to a bacterial infection um, caused by rickettsia species. Uh, common symptoms include fever, headache and a rash. Um, in today's times, it's very rarely contracted, especially in Western nations such as Australia. Typhoid fever or typhoid is a bacterial infection again uh, due to a specific type of Salmonella enteria subspecies. Um, I think symptoms include like headache, abdominal pain, um, and rash and aching and that kind of thing. So you can already see between the typhoid fever and um, typhus that they're very closely similar in uh, 
presentation clinically so you can understand how it'd be very hard to without kind of the scientific rigor we have now to test the agent uh it would have been hard to distinguish just based on the symptoms alone right and thirdly we have viral hemorrhagic fever which can be caused by a large host of viral pathogens but what they all have in common is you guessed it they cause fever shock bleeding disorders and eventually unfortunately often lead to death um, you can imagine that you'd still get flu-like symptoms, so your aches, your pains, your nausea, and so on. Um, a few more recent examples that I can talk about today is obviously Ebola. Um, that was a big epidemic a little while ago. Yep. There's also dengue, Rifali, so on and so forth. So it's believed that whatever this pathogen was, it entered Athens through uh, Paratius, which was the city's port and sole source of food and supplies, because you can imagine that would be very smart just to have the one port. Yep. But whatever. No? No one understood that sarcasm? Okay. Um, It's believed to be brought into the city because all the soldiers were travelling for the Peloponnesian War, at approximately 430 BC. We all know it as the War of Athens versus Sparta. Right? For Sparta. Yes. So the 300 movie is being filmed during this time. Yeah. They literally <laughs> went back in time and filmed at that time. So during the movie 300, they aren't actually actors. That is actually Leonidas. Yeah. So, in you real know, time. And when you actually trace the lineage from, you know, 430 BC, Leon- King Leonidas actually looks exactly the same oh, yeah. as Jared Butler. Sure. He's part Scottish. Yeah. This is this is actual fact. Can you stop shaking? Thank Sorry. you. Let's just, you know, I get excited about wars. <laughs> so much of the Eastern Mediterranean also saw an outbreak of this disease, albeit with less impact. The plague had serious effects on Athens society. Um, obviously, there was a lack of regulation to laws. Um, there was a lot of people going on with their religious garbage. <laughs> Um, so because of everything going on, laws became stricter and punishment to the citizens went higher and then so people were revolting and then that caused more, uh, very similar to what's happening in, uh, the deep south right now, let's say, yeah. there were more outbreaks, Yay! cases skyrocketed, Yay! we love a good uh, exponential relationship Yay. between cause and effect. Yay, let's keep all the sick people together, yay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, so apparently there's this guy, Pericles, uh, he was the leader of Athens at the time, and he succumbed to the plague, so he got it. So you can imagine how terrifying it would have been to have lost your leader in such yeah. a time of crisis, especially when there's no one really there to stamp their approval on the laws. Yeah. And this is kind of how Athens lost its democracy, because there was no one, that, there was no way to uphold that. Yeah, no one to manage. Um, there were two further uh, waves of the plague in 429 BC and in the winter of 427 and 426 BC. Yep. Um, obviously, we can imagine there were close quarters back then. We were already talking about how there's war occurring, um, poor hygiene. Obviously, it's not to the standard, or medical care access isn't what we know now. Yeah. And see, they didn't understand, you know, hand sanitizer. Or that there sort wasn't of stuff. a hand sanitizer. No. What they do you mean? Have, exactly, they didn't have the uh, means to actually. Be anything but a brooding ground for disease and pathogens. Exactly. So you can imagine that that would be a good 
you know, reason why so many people lost, were, you know, well, I guess the disease prevailed for as long as it did. Um, apparently in the history of epidemics, the plague of Athens is remarkable for the one-sidedness of the affliction, as well as for its influence and the ultimate outcome of the war. Uh, apparently in his history of the Peloponnesian War, uh, historian Thysides, um, he was present during that time. He also contracted the disease himself, but he survived. And so he wrote about it. Um, obviously, we don't have the man's body to do a test to see if he had antibodies for whatever the hell. Yeah. But you can imagine a writer would be like, oh, I have it, so people will listen to me. Yep, and then just roll And my it. description of the disease. So he said that the disease came from Ethiopia. It passed through Egypt and Libya and entered the Greek world and it spread throughout the Mediterranean. The plague was so severe and deadly, no one could recall anything like it. The physicians were ignorant of the, of the you know, virus or whatever it is, nature. Um, they were helpless. They themselves, the doctors, died quicker than anyone else uh, because they had the most contact with the sick. Athens is obviously one of the more overcrowded cities at the time and they estimate for Athens's population a quarter of them passed away that's not good because of this um, so you would see funeral pyres burning the Spartans were like we ain't having a bar of this so yeah. they pulled themselves out and they went back home because they weren't willing and fairly so to come into contact with the yep, they're like, nah. illness um, so a lot of the Athenian um, soldiers and infantrymen and their version of the navy unfortunately passed away. But it wasn't until 415 BC that the Athenians recovered sufficiently enough to count a major offensive, um, to sorry, to mount a major offensive, um, the, the disastrous Sicilian expedition. Uh, so the first corroboration of the plague was not revealed until 1994 to 1995, where apparently they found and excavated the first mass grave. Uh, upon this discovery, the guy's accounts of the event, as well as the analysis of the remains, have allegedly been used to try and identify the cause of this epidemic. So other accounts graphically describe the social consequences um, we already had this guy who was saying that the complete disappearance of social morals during the time of the plague, does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> the catastrophe was so overwhelming that men, not knowing what would happen next to them, became indifferent to every rule of religion or law. Now, on that, like, here, pause on that. What people are complaining about, and we saw this today, um, we had to, like, you know, pop out, and you see people writing things against, like, graffiti against the police. You hear stories about, oh, yeah, no police. We don't want, oh, what's the point of police? Blah, blah, blah. People this are is stupid. The, people need presence. And they are so sheltered yeah. that they do not know what would happen if that infrastructure was not there for them. Exactly. So essentially... And the, they should count their stars lucky and blessed that they don't need to deal with something with like them. this. Because um, hopefully, you know, something comes up that, you know, you kind of go, well, we do need the police. In, yeah. You know, we need emergency services. And some people are just dumb. Just because they can't go to the footy doesn't mean they need to bag emergency service personnel. People just... No, to be disrespectful, people have no clue. Yeah, pretty much. So, anyways, back to the Athenian plate. 
So the perceived impact of the Athenian plague on the collective social and religious behaviour echoed in other medieval um, pandemic accounts, such as the Black Death, although people have disputed uh, the veracity of them in both instances, and they try to say that there's a historical link between them, um, but we don't know if it's the same agent. We don't know anything. No. But the part where it's... You know, they're putting a link between the epidemic disease and moral panic. Yeah. Now, as much as, a you know, here it says, you know, um, you know unsubstantiated moral panic, clearly seeing that we're seeing people panicking because they can't watch football. People can't watch soccer, can't watch rugby. AFL, rugby. And the two crowds of soccer... Oh, I can't go to the pub with my boys. Yeah. I, just, I can't go drinking, stupid. you know. And that's moral panic on their, on that front. Like hearing people, oh, I can't go out, you know, I can't have a barbecue, I can't, you know, just go clubbing. They're losing their minds over it and they're getting violent. They're getting on social media, doing, you know... Dumb shit. Dumb shit. And, you know, they're just not paying attention. So Well, they don't care. Exactly. Ultimately, that's the thing. And they think, oh, as long as I don't get sick, who gives a crap about anyone else? So now put this down to, you know, the Polynesian... But they know, wouldn't have, like, to them, what does stay-at-home mean? Stay-at-home. No, but they wouldn't have known, like... No. They don't know where it's coming from. They don't have the knowledge of disease. And they would have been sealed off. Do. They would have had... No, because they just said that the Spartans were there and they pulled away. They could have taken it anywhere else. Yeah. People were still passing through Athens. Yeah. No, but like the, the small areas where you see people but just... You can't, you can't seal off a country now, people rebel. Yeah. Let alone a little town like that. But like seeing people completely, you know, no, no, no morals. No, no, of course not. You know, not following the religion, not following local laws, far out, you know, chaos. So apparently people... Ceased fearing the law because they said, "Look, we're already living under one death sentence. I'll die before, you know." I I guess their version of being charged or judged would be. Yeah. Uh, people kind of like today, we're just spending that money um, because they thought, "Look, even if we saved it, we're not going to live long enough to see anything from it. So we might as well just spend it." And then. Uh, Apparently, you can, you know, people were also getting their inheritance because family members were unfortunately passing away. And then to people were pretty much, you know, yep. having a tough time. Uh, and, you know, you also got to bring into the contagiousness of whatever the agent is. Yeah. Um, people who were taking care of them i guess the physicians of the time they don't have ppe like we don't have ppe now no. let alone then um so that would make them very vulnerable to catching the disease and uh when they were ill no one gave a shit because no one would take care of a doctor right no. and so dead were just piled on top of each other and kind of left to sit there and then they say that they you know, made mass graves and would dump bodies in there because the burning just became to be too much. And you can imagine 25% of a population that's, that's massive. a fair chunk of people. 
Um, and then, you know, they ran out of... They couldn't build the pyres fast enough. They ran out of wood in storage to build the pyres. Yeah. So they just said, you know what, let's just burn. Let's not burn, let's just bury. Yeah. So apparently they have since found a mass grave containing nearly 1,000 tombs and they dated it back allegedly between 430 and 426 BCE and it was found just outside the city of Athens uh, where ancient Keramikios would be. Um, the grave was bordered by a low wall and it seems to have protected the cemetery from a wetland. Uh, again, as we said, it was excavated between 1994 and 95. It's believed that it contained about 240 individuals, 10 of which were identified as children. Uh, skeletons were randomly placed with no layers of soil between them. Um, one excavator... Uh, F, I'm sorry, Effie Baziotopoulou Vellani of the Third Ephoria Doctorate of the Antiquities reported that the mass grave did not have a monumental character. The offerings were found consist the offerings we found consisted of common, even cheap burial vessels, such as black finished ones, some small red figured, as well as white lekithoi uh, oil flasks of the second half of the fifth century BC. The bodies were placed in the pit within a day or two. These factors point to a mass burial in a state of panic, quite possibly due to a plague. Mm. Um, however, also during this time, we had the refugees from the Athens versus Spartan War, and they're migrating along the long walls of Athens, so they're inflating the populations um, of, you know, the local and surrounding area. So the population had already tripled at this time because people are seeking refuge from this war. Yeah. So are they casualties of war? Are they casualties of the plague? Um, You know, because you can imagine they can pick up anything during... A wartime, you can have scurvy, any form yeah. of injury, any infectious illness, um, anything relating to poor hygiene, you can get it. Yeah. In terms of religious strife, people were very uh, struck down with their piety towards the gods. They obviously felt abandoned by their deities. Um, so people sort of stopped worshipping them. Temples were first offered to be accommodation for people during these hard times and then uh, the sacred buildings were then filled with the dead and dying because it's close to a church is what we would estimate today so what do you do in a church you say farewell yeah um so then because the athenians were dying and the spartans were okay the people said that's because the Spartans aren't in the wrong. Athens must be in the wrong. So the gods are punishing us, the yeah. Athenians. And then so people started trying to um, burn some of the temples, some of which worked out, some of which didn't. But you can imagine that there's a lot of superstitious stuff flying around at the time. Um on and on it goes, I suppose. So in the aftermath, the plague was a completely unforeseen event. Like, we didn't see COVID-19 and this is thousands of years later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone like, a plague of that proportion at that time. Yeah, so you didn't have research available. There was no vaccines. It was... No. But here's the thing. Like, for instance, if they had have had, you know, penicillin back then... It wouldn't have worked during the war. 
but would have alleviated some of the, the pain and suffering? You think it would have? It depends what the agent is, because if it's a virus, yeah. uh, antibiotics ain't going to help you. No, but like with if they had panad like paracetamol, it would have been. No, you said penicillin. Sorry, yeah. Penicillin. Penicillin yeah. is an antibiotic. Yeah. If it is a bacterial agent. Yeah. And penicillin is a very broad agent for both. Yeah, Gram negative and positive from memory. Um, you could have a chance, yeah. yeah. But Wait. if no. it's a viral pathogen, antibacterial. No. And that's why I laugh. And people are like, oh, this soap is antibacterial. Uh, these hand wipes are antibacterial. I'm going to buy all of them. And then I stopped one lady and I said, you know that bacteria and viruses are two completely different things. And she's like, what do you mean? Yeah, no, they have no clue. And then my mum was like, oh, I bought everything that the Australian government said on the Department of Health website. I'm like, mum, bacteria and viruses are two different things. And she's like, but they told me that that's going to help me. I'm like, mum, they're telling you what we have that they recommend, you know, they've got to tell people something. Yeah. You're not going to say, sorry, we don't have antiviral soap. No. It's just... So that's a different story. I'm just panicky. Panicking people want to know what they can get because we're such a consumable capitalist culture that you think that having a bottle of soap is going to help you. Yeah, it won't. No chance. Um, so there were a lot of slaves that tried to run away and they were caught and returned and then that caused a whole lot of strict laws dictating who could become an Athenian citizen because obviously we're talking about all these refugees from the war running and coming and going and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, apparently they didn't really recover from this as well as the war. Their political strength had completely weakened. The morale among their, their armies... Um, have pretty much fallen and then that sort of helped bridge the war where well i guess the penultimate battle of the war where athens was defeated um and fell from being the major superpower that it was in ancient times um so the symptoms according to the thyasides i suppose he said that the illness began showing symptoms in the head as it worked its way through the rest of the body. So to me, that means uh, upper, like respiratory. Yeah. But I'm a different person. Um, so he said there was fever, redness and inflammation in the eyes, sore throats leading to bleeding and bad breath, sneezing, loss of voice, coughing, vomiting, pustules and ulcers on the body, extreme thirst, insomnia and diarrhea. Great. Yes, so this is where the science comes in, right? So I did a lot of digging and I looked into some journal articles and it obviously makes sense that you can reason that, oh, scientists would want to analyse samples, right? Yeah. So in 2005, which is 10 years after they dug the mass burial site that they're assuming came, was a result, I suppose, of the Plague of Athens... Um, they scooped out some dental pulp from teeth recovered in that burial pit and led by uh, an orthodontist called Dr. Magnolis Papagrigorakis of the University of Athens. He found DNA sequences similar to those of Salmonella and Teresiae. 
um, which is known as the organism that causes typhoid fever. A second group of researchers, including the American evolutionary molecular biologist Dr. Beth Shapiro of University of Cali, um, Santa Cruz, she disputed Papagorakis' team's findings because she said that they their studies uh, had serious methodological flaws and she was like, I'm not having this. So she penned a letter to the International Journal of Infectious Diseases and she stated that while this DNA analysis confirms that the Athens sequence is possibly salmonella, it demonstrates clearly that it is not typhoid. The technique used by the team has shown itself to be prone to contamination-induced false positive tests and the source burial site is known to have been heavily trafficked in antiquity by hogs, carriers of another Salmonella cerevar, which is a different strain, yep. and may have been confused with the one that causes typhoid fever. Nevertheless, the Papagorakis' team assert that the basis of this refutation is flimsy and the methodology used by the Shapiro team has historically produced conflicting results. Yay. So she kind of tore some holes. Yeah. In their story. Uh, and keep in mind that in 2005, whilst we knew how to use DNA, the strict testing and controls aren't as high as what they are no. today. No, nowhere near. So I also read a paper by Robert J. Littman in the Mount Sinai Journal of Medicine that was published in 2019. Uh, and he pretty much gave evidence that um, based on his clinical knowledge, it could have been typhus or smallpox. And this is the first paper that I read that it was could like made reference to anything suggesting smallpox, if yeah. that makes sense. So to me, that was like, oh, okay, why would you make that derivation? And so um, he pretty much said that how convenient N equal to three, that they selected specifically three skeletons, yeah. and those three skeletons just happen to be to have right you know what i mean um so basically if you to have significant statistical results and to do statistical analysis you need to have at least three independent samples in science obviously the more the better but in terms of if you're doing a study today whether it be mice work or whatever you kind of want to limit the amount because you want the welfare of the animals right reduce replace refine wherever possible um, so depending on the kind of study you have to do, you want to have you don't want to compromise the integrity of the study, but you also don't want to just cull animals for the sake of having statistically yeah. significant data already. So for example, to... when I do behavior, the minimum n I can have is eight. I wouldn't choose six mice because then I put those six mice through nothing because the data is insignificant and isn't up to the standard of a journal of psychology. Does that make sense? Yep. So these people conveniently chose three skeletons. Three. Just three. Just three. And then he went back and he found out that at the time, typhoid was already endemic in the Greek world and surrounding lands. Um, So it's probably not the likely cause of this sudden epidemic. Um... And because I'm creepy, I obviously like to follow the story. I found an article talking about the mass grave. um, And it says, look, there are approximately, as we said before, a thousand tombs from the 5th and 4th century BC. Um, They were recovered during excavations prior to construction of a subway station just outside Athens' ancient, the the 
Kira Mykos Cemetery. Um, and the maths graves and the tombs were destroyed after rescue excavations. They were located near the surface, but the mass grave was excavated during 94-95 by the guy we already told you about, the Dictorate of Antiquities. Um, so inside were some 90 skeletons, 10 belonging to children. Um, and they think that they're pretty much placed in a helter-skelter fashion. And what that means is they literally just line them in Bodies touching. Just they don't even them give them, like, one person here. Let's kind of fill them up with a little bit of dirt and then line the next person up, if like that makes sense. It wasn't like head to toe, head to toe, head to toe. It was just like we're throwing them in these shallow graves and however they end up is how they end up. Um, and then they say that they built this low wall because there was a marsh nearby and you don't want that water to kind of go to the bodies. Right. Um, That's bad. So, but there was obviously, like, they did give some offerings. So these people, I suppose, to some extent were known yeah. and would have had relatives and so on and so forth. Um, there is, I was able to find an image of what the site looked like after the bodies were removed. So you can go on the internet. I have it in our show notes there, right? Yeah. So you can see, like, Nothing major. It's very low. What would you... At the lowest point, you would say is two metres deep. Yeah. If lucky. A metre and a half to two. Yeah. Not very... Not very deep. Imagine living next to that. Jeez. And you're just going... You're walking past it every day. Every day. And then they're like, oh, we're going to put a subway in. And then, oh, that's a femur. Yeah. Imagine living next to that. Um, You would not find that humorous at all. No. Uh, so then I went to Shapiro, who was the lady who, um, the scientist who refuted the Antiquities Director Arte's work, right? And she went on and said, all right, so basically let's give a bit of a thing. Um, when you do a, say that I found this tooth and I wanted to see what bacteria was in there, you have to DNA sequence it, right? But then you need a database to compare it to. And that's done via... Le- Asked. Blast. You want you've done a degree in bioinformatics. You tell us a bit about blast. What does it stand for? <laughs> uh, I <laughs> today. So basically, it's a database of DNA fragments, and the higher the similarity, the either the the higher the similarity between the sequences you're comparing, they're more closely related, right? And so she said that the the Direct of Antiquities' group, um, their diagnosis was based on a similarity score resulting from comparisons between their amplified fragments and published sequences. Yeah, so all you do is you just have a library and then you just compare primary biological sequences yep. like amino acid sequences of proteins or nucleotides. Yep. So you have BLAST N or BLAST P. Uh, N is for nucleotides, P is for protein. Yep. Um, so... She went on to say that the authors reported a 7% divergence between their sequences and uh, Salmonella enteresia cerevar typhi and typhi, sorry, and 8% divergence between their sequence and the next most closely related Salmonella strain. Um, and can we just say, I'm pretty sure in bacteria and uh, other kind of pathogens, 
anything less than 5%, they're now arguing is a completely separate species. Yeah. And also, too, when we talk about 5%. Sorry, anything more than 5%. Yeah. So, for instance, if you might, if you get an alignment and you're looking at, say, like a 90, it's got 98E to the neg, 50. You are 100% guaranteed yeah. that it's from that species. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know which subspecies it is. Yeah, but you wouldn't go for a 95. You, you'd go for a 98. you go for as close to 100 as close it allows Close to 100, you. yeah. That's how it ranks it. Yeah. Um, but it's also known as just the basic local alignment search tool. Well, I'm going to ask you that. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I had to look that up. Jeez. I'm sorry, that piece of paper that we have on the wall, better take it down now. Yeah, I can't bring Too much cod. Cod's what making... masters... Call of Duty's making what me masters. dumb. Yeah, Call of Duty's making me dumb. Shipment. All I know is shipment. So apparently they went on to do a <laughs> they went on to do an evolutionary uh, time scale. And um, it only returned a ninety seven percent bootstrap value, which means that it's very clearly not typhoid. Um and then so the author went on well this uh, what was her name? Beth Shapiro. She said, well, we can't even argue that... We can't even be sure that the mass burial site is because of the plague. It could be for any other reason. It could have been for any other illness that happened before, after. We're just kind of estimating here. Um, and you can imagine that uh, dating methodologies are not so precise. So you can tell the difference between it being a 100 years out and a 1,000 years out, right? Yeah. But you can't... Within five to ten years, you can't really make that distinction. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. And they did say it was a cemetery, so they could have just been throwing people in there who suffered yeah. from nothing, from just, old age. You know. you know, kids who had died from accidents or whatever, and just tossed them in there. Not that I'm saying it, that's um, a good thing to do. I'm just making a point, right? I also read an article that was published by The Atlantic in late March, um, and it spoke about the parallels of COVID-19 and the plague of Athens, um, similar to what you were saying before in terms of, like, laws. Um, and it was an interesting reading. It spoke about how the plague caused disruption to Athens' democracy and how today's world leaders are kind of losing the respect of the people. <coughs> 45th. <coughs> um, and so... A quote here is, No amount of privilege or lack of interest can protect you from a pandemic. This is, by the way, something that Thyosides noted. Diseases carry away both rich and poor, pious and impious. Tom Hanks is just as susceptible as you are. Literally no one can ignore this. Mm-mm. Nobody can. No way in heck. And that's the thing. Like, you know, that was the greatest fear at the time. So what do you do? You know... It's essentially, it doesn't matter if you're a prince or a pauper, you got it. So there was no discrimination. And that's the thing with bacteria and viruses. They don't discriminate. They I wonder if we'll be alive to see the next pandemic in oh, the, yeah. the 2120s. I guarantee you there's going to be another pandemic and it's going to be worse than this. You know why? Because population increasing, they need to color. No, no, but like, can you imagine, like, you know, in 30, 40 years time, your grandkids are going to come up to you and they're going to be like, Grandpa, I have an assignment for school. Can you tell me what it was like 
what did you do? Grandma, what did you do? Well, Grandma sent some emails. Grandma did a fuck ton of online shopping. Grandma waited for the NBN. You know? Grandma donated some stuff where she could. Yeah. Grandma stayed at home. And that's it. Grandma got into trouble from her boss, even though her boss's boss told her to stay home. Oh, what did Grandpa do? Uh, yelled at the TV a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Played Call of Duty. <laughs> got got to level 155 and maxed out the battle pass with 30 days to go. Yeah, pretty much. Grandma, what's Call of Duty? Child, get out. Get out. Leave my vicinity. How dare. Imagine a time when they're not putting out a Call of Duty every year. Imagine if they brought That's... out Call of Duty Pandemic. <laughs> That's zombies, bro. Imagine if they changed the title of zombies to Pandemic. Yeah. Black Ops Pandemic. Oh. Corona Ops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Modern Warfare. Corona. <laughs> Biological Warfare. Shepard would come back. Oh, jeez. Oh, Who's coming back? Alright, so let me get this straight. In 20-something days, is it yeah. 20 days? Yeah, about eight, so about 18 days. The So this battle pass finishes. Yeah. And then they immediately put out an update. Yeah. And then NBN will hopefully be here, so I should get it within a couple of hours, three, four hours. Yeah. Right? Download the new install. They've given me enough points that I've been awarded for the last battle pass to get this one for free. And then I have to play again from level 55, right? Yep. Will they release a new camera, do you think? Um, I think they will. They better. Um, you'd, you'd bloody hope so. Because at the moment we're maxing everything out. It's like... I think what I need to do is go through and actually have a look at the the release pack so um let's see what we got for weapons um ooh okay we have the Galil um, oh yeah they already released it for the next battle pass yeah so we've got the Galil are you serious yeah season so, four's already out no modern season yeah so some of it um, Wait, what do they say? It says, while we have no idea what new weapon may arrive in Modern Warfare or Warzone, a few weapons have been rumoured. Apparently, the Galil has been reportedly found in one of the files. Um, essentially, potentially tying in a COD 2020 announcement. Um, is this from Charlie Intel? Because if it ain't from Charlie Intel, we don't listen. This is from G Infinity. Or G Infinity. G Infinity uh, Esports.com? Because they're slightly more yeah. reliable. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um reward. Like I said, what operators we got? So we got. I hope that the maps are less buggy. Yeah. To say the least. Um, have they announced anything about the worldwide re- uh, uh reveal for the twenty twenty Call of Duty? Nope. No, I haven't seen anything yet. Because we're over halfway through May. Who's doing it this year? Treyarch? Yep. Is it Treyarch or is it... I'm pretty sure it's Treyarch. Sledgehammer pulled out, didn't they? Yep. Sledge go bye-bye. Listen, I needed to know 
what was happening. I needed Ghosts Part 2 just so I could play the campaign and find out what was happening with Logan. Yeah. Because you get kidnapped by the evil dude. And you get dragged away from your brother. And that's where it ends. Hmm. I just want to know. Let's see. Um, apparently... Yeah, definitely Treyarch. Um, Black Ops 5! Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a... Is it EXO, do you reckon? Well, it's going to be a reboot of the Black Ops series. So, but do you reckon EXO's? No, I think we're going to go back to the I kind of miss EXO's. Well, see, here's the thing. This is actually what I want to try and do. I might even do it today. Oh, here we go. Um, Someone was saying that with the new... Um, modern Warfare essentially you have to be a lot more tactical and what they found is when they went back and played Blops 4 they did a lot better they actually started mowing things you know that down. Blops 4 has had double XP for three weeks no I did not know but I wouldn't play that because the one you need to level is this one because you've paid for the content of this battle pass yeah and see that's the thing I looked at it and it's like they want you to churn out money and obviously, that little OCD part of your brain wants to go, I want to collect things. So, it's a case of, I think I've lost a, you know, lost a few, subs- excuse me, lost a few subscribers because, you know, I'm not building things, I'm playing COD. For me, it's more enjoyable playing COD at the moment. But the thing that I really want to see, this is going to be the game breaker. With the actual NBN increase as opposed to the ADSL 2, what is going to happen on our end in maps? Because at the moment we're watching where you perceive yourself as being yeah. is where the server will see you as. Yeah. So from my calculations when I've played, I will either be two point five to seven seconds gameplay delay. Yeah. Because so my screen has me that f- that so I see what I see on my screen. But the, the server perceives me as being 2.5 to 7 seconds behind my screen. Because I, essentially, the thing that frustrates me the most, and this is across, it gets worse in Warzone, but for instance, I perceive myself in the backyard, but I'm actually at the front door. So that kind of gameplay, and a case of if you have to, if you're running an LMG and you look at the, you know, the rounds per second, I'm up around the 600 mark. Yes, but can I also say something? Yeah. You're quite the spammer. I am I am definitely the spammer. So what um, now that double XP is gone? What weapons? Like, do you have a specific weapon you're working on right I'm now? I'm going through all the ribbons. I want to try and unlock all the okay. ribbons. The two that I'm. So you're not doing uh, weapons maxing? Not at the moment. I'm trying to get the ribbons and okay. get that done before I. I think I might do the AK-47. It's a beast. The AK-47 I'm is a beast. Actually, nearly done. I've just got to do kills. Yeah. A uh, few more crouching. I think like 10 or 11 more crouching. Um, I have to do hip fires. And I have to do all the mounted. Yeah. And then I think that's done. And then that's gold. But also And too, then it's like, do I do obsidian? <laughs> but the sniper I'm running at the moment looks like an AK-47. And you got to say, oh, yeah. I have been pulling off some crazy headshots. I showed you that video, the TikTok, yeah. of the guy, the developer, coming out of thin air yeah. and resussing the kid. In what did you think? I was like, holy shit. Like, I told you it was real. And it's like, you're shooting him. I am. Like, you know, it's not doing any damage. <laughs> and it's just like, poof, vanishes. 
The guy must have been like, I'm bored, you know. What do you think of the shield where the guy's like, get him up, get him up. And the guy's just getting blasted. And also the one that I thought, you know, was kind of funny where the guy is in the chopper, gets shot, jumps and then goes through the window and then runs up the stairs. It's like something out of, you know. An action movie. movie. Yeah, that was funny. Um, Also too, what I found is I suck at using the Wilson. I'm terrible. You... Oh, oh my God. so bad. It's Do you want to tell the story? With the Wilson. This Muppet oh. decided on Ramazza. That's what it is, right? Ram- yeah, Ramazza. Ramazza, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go up on a rooftop terrace. <laughs> yeah, and drop a and Wilson. And call my Wilson there. At which point, there's no ramp. There's stairs, but there's no ramp. And when I say stairs, I mean the ladder propped yeah. up against the wall. What an idiot. And then you spent 30 seconds screeching about how you can find anyone you want to kill. Yeah, it was hilarious. And see, this is the problem. Because my kill streaks constantly get cut short, I don't usually get the high end. You know why, then? Get rid of your kill streaks, put on three more perks. Probably should. That's what I do when the lag's really bad. Just run it pro. Six, six perks? Yeah. And then as soon as you know your internet's doing good, you can just cut them away. Yeah. And you, it will automatically give you... So as soon as you add the perks, it takes away your score streaks. But as soon as you press B and you select the, the, the three only there, it automatically gives you kill streaks again. So you don't need to alter anything. Um, so that's what I do, especially like during shipment when it gets so spammy. Um, just give yourself extra perks. Yeah. Also too... Um they're looking at adding the uh, counter UAV and dogs as well as a flamethrower. Counter UAV? They already have a counter UAV. Yeah, because they're saying that... Oh, no. No, no, no. no. They don't have it. You said you have a counter UAV. No. It's this one that makes your screen go all fuzzy. They've got... That is a counter UAV. Because essentially they're bringing out... Dogs classic UAV, new. counter UAV, dogs. We have a classic UAV. A flamethrower and a bomber that can eliminate enemy kill streaks in the sky. What, people don't use their missiles for that? Yeah, but you can't take down a gunship. You can. You can't. Before. Taking down an AC-130. Yeah. How? How do you take down an AC-130? You have to jam the joysticks as soon as it drops out of the plane. Oh. Okay. This was months ago, though. Yeah, I'm. I, I had. I've only called in. Because a... you, you have like a certain amount of time before it, like. It's like when you drop, you yep. have to drop straight away. Okay. So when it goes, you force the joystick to wherever it is. Yeah. See, because I had one where I call, I've only called in one gunship, and essentially I hijacked. There I was, hijack a lot. There was one. I don't know. The, the one time I was able to pull it off, and essentially, the lag was so bad, yeah. I was unable to fire the gunship. It wouldn't fire. That's why you don't put, especially with our lag at the moment, you don't put... I never put kill streaks that I physically have to control myself. I like things I can call in. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier. It's just run and gun. Yeah. And I hate our rubber banding. Oh, rubber and banding is bad. And so much. And so... It's just easy for me to get the kills you need to win your score streak. So I have the UAV, no sorry, the personal radar. I have the UAV and I have the um, cluster. 
with the controlling McDoozy, the little yep. light laser. Yeah. And that's it. But I'll tell you what, the one fun one that we got yesterday was running shoot house with the LMG and the four guys pop around the corner. And also, you're... let's just say, what the hell is dirty, old, dirty houseboat? So essentially what it is, it's I know old, what it is. dirty I was the one who mapped it out on the, the whiteboard. So... What I'm saying to you is, just make it fucking shipment. Yeah. Everyone was enjoying just leveling up. That's all, Everyone yeah. was enjoying completionist. Just... Just leave... They should have it separate so you can run shoot I loved it when it was Call of Duty players only, COD players only one thing and it's disgusting. Yeah, just shipment. Just run shipment. It fries your brain. And that's one thing I found too is, and this is why I've had to go and actually do other stuff because... You just switch off. I'm just... It's it's like Jeff was saying, his brain just... it, It melts. You just go... There's no structure. There's no, you know, tactics. There's just... You spawn get, you fire that's get, it and you die yeah. really three quarters of your deaths are you either spawning into a concussion yep and you're dead or spawning into the enemy already firing or spawning into a score streak that's going to kill you yep spawning on uh, mines um spawning literally in front of the enemies that just killed you facing oh, corners but I can make it, oh um. oh shit i forgot to tell you um last Weekend, it was either Saturday or Sunday. So, me and three of our friends were playing, and they asked me to play. And so we were playing the Atlas Superstore on um, headquarters. Yeah. And so we had two dickheads that were matched to our team, and they were fucking team killing. And so they decided to fucking team kill me. So at this point, I had already died twice from one guy and once from the other guy, right? And so they were actively talking about how they were hunting me down to kill me. And I went, you know what? I fucking had enough. So I jumped, um, you know where the overhead area is above the pharmacy? Where they look down? I jumped over the lookout area and over one of the boxes and I tossed... A molly. Yep. And I let him fucking sizzle like a sausage. Through the window. And so he got shitty as fuck. And he's like, the bitch fucking killed me. Fucking bitch. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Is my obsidian too shiny for you? (laughs) And then they went off. And then so our friends were like, I'm sorry, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, there are four, there are two idiots on our team who have already tried to, you know, they've team killed me three times. They're trying to go for four. Um, they're so-and-so and so-and-so. And then, so, we all team killed them. <laughs> we all team killed them and hunted them down. And then this one dickhead, who I can't really talk, but if you're going to be a dickhead, make sure people can't track you down. Yeah. And so we doxed this kid. Yep. And I'm like, I know your name. I know your address. Like, I put in your pair. I put in your family name into white pages. I know where you live. I know what your state you're from. You know. Muppets. Your street name starts with this and ends with this. I'll fucking end you. Don't you fucking do this. And then they kept following me from um, match to match, and I even though I blocked them. Because they kept adding, like, the block hadn't gone through yet. And I'd obviously reported them and shit. And it was just absolute trash. And then eventually we got kicked because of a transmission error. 
And then we lost them completely, which was great. Yeah, just yeah, you need to get rid of them. But I did find a new friend. That's um, good. And his name—I'm not going to say his name in case he just want a thing. But um, yeah, he was really nice, and we were chatting, and we we're helping each other on the um, what's the one where there's the radio towers, the power towers in the back, and there's the printers where C is in that packaging area. Um, and there's like skip bins and shipment containers. There's also the oh, weird building. Oh, is that Basilisk Alley? Something, something like, like that, that yeah. yeah. I don't really play um, much. And he was like talking and he was like, oh my God, there's a teammate. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's here. And he's like, oh my God. I'm like, oh. And he's like, oh, thank you. Because I'm trying to get, I can't remember what he said. He was trying to get gold. It was some assault rifle or some description. And I'm like, oh, Good luck with that. Like, I got it to max level, and that's as far as I've gotten, you know? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah. And we were just helping each other, to, like, give each other the, like, you know how you decide to run? Not as a nomad, but you have it, like, you go as a group. Yeah. You know, we're doing that. Because you know how there's so many nooks and crannies, there's always someone there. So, like, I would take point, I would check left, he would, and straight, he would check right, and we would just weave through. Um, the building in such a manner and so if I went down I would say oh they're on your left or they're, um, they're sitting in the cabinet there on the right or whatever and so he'd be like oh dude yeah sweet and so he ended up adding me as a friend um, awesome. I haven't played with him since yeah. but yeah nice dude no that's what we want that's what we need so. alrighty anything else no that's um pretty much all for me um, I just got I think it's like 12 um, levels left and then I got 155 uh, how's your battle pass? Battle pass, I've got four. Sweet. You're getting there. Yep, nearly there. Uh, I'd hope to, let's see, it's Saturday. I don't think I'll get the AFK done and gold or, play, or um, obsidian by right. next recording on Monday, but I'll just do what I can. I don't know if I want to play, if I want to read, to be honest. Yep. Um, okay, so we have a topic request form that you can access uh, give us the name of the topic, your pronouns, and your name or handle so we can credit you. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. I found out we're also on CastBox and Castro. Yeah. Um, we're on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and I also found out we're on Overcast. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at controllersandcouches at gmail.com. He is Full Metal Chicken. Yes, I, am. I am Steph for Far 7 with minus 1H. If you're going to find me on the Xbone and yep. you want to, or Activision and you want to do some pew pews, um, that's it. That's all we have for you today. Yep. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy. Um, I hope all of your online orders come in and that next week's online orders that you order are quite cheap. Yes. Cheapy, cheapy orders is what we need. Yep, yep. All done. And that's it. Woohoo. So uh, on that note, may the force be with you. Live long and, and also prosper. with you. Um, and we'd be signing out. It's time for more explosions. Well, you pew pew, I'm a read. Done. I'm going to put on some chicken Kievs for a late chicken lunch. Chicken Kievs! It's for the win! Yeah. Yeah, downloaded chicken Kiev. Done. How long would it take to download chicken Kiev on NBN? <laughs> a week. <laughs> on NBN? I don't think so. Mm. Do you know... Oh, do you Do you think it'll be up by the next week's podcast? I reckon it'll be done by Monday. I can be up and running. Hold on for a second.
That's Prince Sherlock drinking. Drink your poos. Drink all the water. Do it. Yes. Drink. Your life depends on it. Stop that. All right. But that's it. That's it's us. Like he's doing cardio. Um. Yep. All right. We done. We done. We're signing off. Bah. Well, yeah. I've got All right. Enough. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Bye.